Hey y'all, this is the Carbon Alchemist here, giving y'all the tools for y'all transformation. Um, I'm here just actually, I'm having a pretty good Monday. I worked with the moon sigil today, the first pinnacle of the moon from the Lesser Key of Solomon. And I've really been working on undoing my unhealthy uh, subconscious thought patterns and beliefs and decrees that I have been subjecting myself to. So it was nice to finally, um, I'm actually not done. I actually got to step outside too and like get some moon um, energy. But I say that to say this is going to be a very... <laughs> I guess kind of like a random, like how YouTubers do vlogs. This is just going to be like a random, just kind of, I guess it's going to be a moon day podcast. So just my, just my thoughts, just kind of whatever comes to mind. Um, I think those typically be the best sometimes. Um, but no, I was sitting here thinking I'm actually making like the old school mash origami because my boyfriend brought it up today and he was like you know how to make those i say yeah every girl know how to make those you know where you put your fingers and you ask it a question you flip it open so i'm making one of those just because but um no he was he's actually he kind of prompted it because he's he just randomly just started asking me all these questions about us in our relationship and i'm like <laughs> what's up what's up with you but no, I was thinking, I was on YouTube today, um, and, you know, my algorithm for the most part is the same stuff. It's Forex trading, um, dread journeys, natural hair journeys, um, occult stuff, spiritual stuff, astrology, uh, planetary stuff and then like you know I'll peek over to like you know your social aspects like what's going on what is what is the social consensus what are people talking about what's trending because I don't have any social media um so YouTube like is really like my only form of social media in a sense so anywho I saw Jenny Mae Jenny Mai from The Real and she just posted a video about like her explaining her decision to now have kids with Jeezy and <laughs> oh man so I don't know why that this just all correlates so here's my thing I, obviously we shouldn't care what another grown person wants to do with their private parts like that's just none of our business but you know we all know for the sake of conversation shits and giggles and whatnot um it just goes to show how people are just never fucking happy. Like there's nothing that you, there's literally nothing that you can do. And that, that will just make people be quiet. Here's why I say this. So all the time we talk about, you know, especially black people. And the reason why I bring up black people is because, you know, she obviously is more, you know, she placates to urban culture. She's with Jeezy. She's on the real, you know, which is urban. Like, so, you know, that's why I'm bringing up black people. Black people are the main ones that are talking about generational curses and breaking generational curses. And, you know, I'm 
uh, I'm not doing that to my kids and we are not our ancestors, whole other, whole other topic. But, you know, black people are the main ones, the main ones. So here you have a woman, an Asian, but urban Asian placated towards black culture woman who basically said, hey, listen, whatever her personal reasons, but she basically said that, hey, I did not want a child with that man. Something in me just did not feel that that would be the best decision for me or that child. And here's the thing. I didn't need her to, I didn't even watch her video. I watched like the first two minutes of it and then had to click off of it because I was like, girl, this is stupid. Like you don't need to explain yourself and your decisions. And I think she even said that. And I didn't even need her to say that for me to get that. I just knew like she wasn't comfortable in her relationship and that was not a reality or a situation that she wanted to bring a child in. So why are people dragging her? Because I didn't even understand that before. Like, oh, she ain't shit. She didn't want to have, she was married to this man for however many years and now she having Jesus, baby. Okay, well, regardless of even how I may feel about the situation or the whole dynamic, if she's happy with this man, she feels safe and secure and loved by this man, then that would be the ideal, you know, ultimately situation that she could bring a child into. You know, now I understand that he has baby mamas and all of that and, you know, we'll get to that later. But, you know, if he's willing to marry her, commit to her, provide for her and, you know, make her feel safe and secure for their child, you know, then, I mean, whatever, you know, that's on them. Like the whole point is not to replicate, you know, the mistakes of the past. So I was just kind of thinking about that. That's just my little two cents on that. But, you know, I mean, of course the whole, my, my whole thing with Jenny May, my whatever is basically just, you know, of course her whole, you know, little spiel on the real, like all black men are side meat, <laughs> basically like she don't, she, she just like black men on the side, which you know, I'll tell you one thing right now. Most most non-black people, here's what it is. People got to remember that people are people at the end of the day. Men are men and women and women are men are men are <laughs> men are men and women are women and have been for a long time. If something look good, they want to tap it. It's as simple as that. So Non-black people especially, and, I, and I'm going to speak to non-black people on this, y'all tend to be delusional sometimes and think like, <laughs> and tend to think that like, especially when it, when it gets competitive, like I got a homegirl and this, 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 this Persian girl going to tell her, uh, oh yeah, Jewish men and like these Middle Eastern men, they, they would never date a black woman or they would never <laughs> they would never you know inter basically entertain a black woman and I just started laughing I said wow well she would be heavily offended on my day-to-day -day interactions because that's the majority of my demographic like what you mean like white men Hispanic men Middle Eastern men they love me like yes um for every black man that approaches me, there is a couple white men, a couple Middle Easterns, for sure some Latins. The only demographic that I, that I do not readily attract are Asian men. They are very cultured, they are very strict, and they want no parts. And that's what I was going to get to. Like, I say that to say, like, y'all, people like what look good. So 
when she even made that comment, I'm like, girl, please. <laughs> You'll be the main one. Listen, I worked around uh, white women and Asian women and, and all types of other women for the most part. I've I rarely worked around black women. I've worked around other race women the majority pretty much all my life. So I know how they talk and I know how they feel for real, for real. And they do kind of like how they men do sometimes. Like, you know, you have some other race men that they don't care right out the bat. They're like, listen, I like black women or I like ethnic women and that's just what it is then you have some race men that you know they got to get older they got to get more comfortable and established they got to establish themselves and become independent of their families and their fathers and then they're able to say okay you know what listen I like what I like and it is what it is and y'all can go to hell because y'all still got to remember it's a man's world uh, don't let the feminists or the feminism for you it's still a man's world and men can do what they want so, um, I say that to say, yeah, like people are people like sh she like niggas <laughs> and they like her and that's okay. Even when she made that comment, um, you know, yeah, don't, don't, don't get delusional and think, cause trust me, the one, the, the one that you swore up and down, don't, that's the one that, that likes, that likes the ethnics the most. Okay. Um, especially in the business arena, they love it. And trust me, they, what it is with these other races, and I was talking to my friend about this, I said, it's not that they don't like black people and it's not that other races or other race other races are racist <laughs> towards black people for um illegitimate reasons. Because here's the thing, black people, let's keep it real. I, I'm I'm gonna give it to y'all from I'm going to give it to y'all from another racist perspective. Let's let's just say you are a, let's just say you're a Middle Eastern man. I'm going to just give Middle Eastern men because I grew up around Middle Eastern men and I am familiar with them. So let's just say you have a Middle Eastern man. You came over from the Middle East. You, you came to this country. You worked, you sacrificed, you took care of your wife, your kids. You established a business. You put in them long hours, long work for years. And now in your late 40s, early 50s, you have reached financial maturity. And you have, an, and you have established a comfortable lifestyle for your family. You have established an empire. You've been able to gift your daughters and, you know, sons with cars and a business. And, you know, you, you've really done well now. Let's just take the daughter because we, we just gonna get primal for a minute. Let's take let's say you have a daughter and she decides, oh, I wanna go and be with a black man. Now, of course, you have the natural primal instinct of like, why? And I understand that. Me personally, I don't feel like that's racist. I feel like we need to stop deeming primal and human instinct as racism. Everything ain't racist. Some it's just primal. We we are still animals at the end of the day. So You got this, your daughter wants to be with this black man. Now, given black culture, okay, let's just keep it real, niggas. Given black culture, would you want your daughter to go and chance it with the black man knowing that fit, there's a 50-50 chance that he may want to create multiple households, doesn't believe, you know, in marriage, doesn't believe in building, doesn't believe in, you know, doesn't care for legacy or generational wealth, nor has the capacity, nor does his culture preach or cultivate a capacity to 
sacrifice and protect and provide. Let's keep it real, right? Same thing with your son. With the culture, the culture of black people as we know it and as we think of it off bat, would you want your son to integrate himself into a family and with a woman who feels that she doesn't need a man? A man can do nothing for her. She got it on her own. You know what I mean? She she's it's happy Mother's Day and happy Father's Day. Um, men are trash. Niggas ain't shit. So, you know, and same thing is not willing to get on that man's program. You know, this 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 the idea of the black woman having an attitude, not being able to assimilate. In, or, or not even assimilate. I'm just going to say be socially fluid. You know what I mean? Same thing with the black man. Like basically other races are concerned like, hey, can you act right? Can you basically not be a nigger? Can you, can I take you to different social arenas comfortably? Can you, can you add to my persona? Do you, what, what value do you have? Are you an asset to everything that I have going on? Can you get with my program? So I just say that to say like black people and, and white people and, and other race people. Like I know this, I know this. Y'all ain't got to tell me. I'm just kind of letting my, my, my kinfolk know. And it's just interesting to see these different dynamics play out because they play out in business, you know, like they do. And, you know, here on this channel, like we're, we're kind of talking a little bit about everything. Like we're going to touch on some spiritual, some trauma, some business, some, some religion. We're going to touch on a little, you know, some social dynamics, a little bit of everything, because all of these things are mechanisms that play into the, to the human psyche, the human experience. And then of course me being an entrepreneur, they play into the business arena. So I always find human thought, human thinking, and, you know, the general consensus very interesting, especially, you know, as a person that doesn't watch traditional TV. I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't have a lot of social media. Um, I have two friends that also don't live in my state. So I'm relatively, I guess, isolated on a day-to-day -day basis. <laughs> So I'm usually more so in my own head and my own thoughts and my own ideals. So when I do see things pop up, I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Or, you know, sometimes like I'll just start noticing, like I'll just start hearing people start saying the same things. And I'm like, OK, this this something is trending because this is kind of coming out of nowhere. But yeah, like I just think it's interesting to to think of it from that perspective, like you know, y'all, people's lives are serious. You know, their time is serious. Their, their, you know, efforts, their output, <clears throat> excuse me, their energy is serious. So, you know, they're evaluating your culture. And I say this all the time, like, especially as black people, like we got to get out of this mode that other races can't assess us. Other races can't, you know, say anything about us. They don't know our struggle. They don't know what we've been through and they don't know this and they don't know that. Well, here's the thing, y'all, like, yes, we have unique struggles, but at the same time, like we, we are fortunate enough to exist in a time where we do have a lot of tools available. We have technology available and that alone is a game changer. You know, that alone, you know, can argue, argue, arguably even a lot of playing fields. You see what I'm saying? Because now you have access to things that you at one point did not have access to. So guess what? It doesn't matter what color you are because this is this is technical. You know, this is about willpower, accountability, 
and and just yeah just just sheer just get up and go you know as we like to say get up and go um so uh yeah so i'm just kind of rolling i'm just kind of rolling like i said it's moon day i'm just kind of touching on a few different things that have just kind of been on my mind and you know i've been wanting to uh you know come on here and talk about what y'all think but you know it's always you know I don't want to put myself in a black conservative category but you know I, I am a critical thinker you know rather it's religion race whatever like you know gender uh roles and all that like I, I try to be as fair at, across the board as I can because I just believe in looking at things you know both sides oh speaking of speaking of being fair across the board let's talk about these these injections. I'm gonna just say injections because we already know how algorithms and things do, and I don't know how it is here on the podcast, but just in case, because you know, all these companies be owned by one anyway, or two, so they all be on the same thing. But let's 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 touch on these injections. Um, so here's let me present both sides. So <laughs> Okay, let me give y'all a little bit of background before I go into these injections because people get up, people get up in their feelings. Oh my God, people are so up in their feelings. Let me take a hit. Okay. So with these injections, first and foremost, let me say this. I come from a medical family. My mother, grandmothers, aunts and uncles are all nurses, doctors. Um, I even got an uncle right now that's in school to be like an x-ray tech. I got a cousin that's enrolling in a school to be a chiropractor. So I come from a very medical family. So let me say that. Like, I'm not one of these people out here that's just spilling emotion. No, we're we're critical thinkers and we're very analytical and logical on this podcast. So when it comes to these injections, understand everything. Every single thing in this world is a business. Every industry, every service, every product, people themselves are businesses. So if you keep that, just keep that in mind. I need you to keep that. And I'm going to keep reminding y'all as I take y'all through this, because this is definitely going to be the the remainder of this podcast, because we're going to try to keep it at 30 minutes. With these injections, so what you got to understand about the medical field. Now, let me disclaim. I am not demonizing the workers. I am not saying that every single medical professional is like this. I'm not saying that every single medical professional is sinister and deliberate. But understand that the system, the framework, the infrastructure, the foundation... Okay, I don't know how many ways I can say that. The system that they have initiated into some, a lot of them, let's just say unbeknownst to them. Okay, unbeknownst to them. Is evil, 
Because understand your health and profits cannot possibly go hand in hand. It is not profitable for you to be healthy. It is not profitable for you to be well. If everybody was well, there would probably be less hospitals, less medical. The pharmaceutical industry, the medical mafia would not be what it is today. Okay? Um, so, if you keep this in mind, the medical industry is a business. These companies have CEOs. They have shareholders, they have investors, they have board of directors, they have quarterly, annual, semi-annual, five-year forecasts, financial goals, they have profits and losses, they got to file taxes like everybody else. The medical industry is a business. Okay, now that we got that out the way. Okay, so let's go back to history too, because no, I gotta, I gotta eliminate. You know what I mean? I like to eliminate the thought process so I can just say what I want to say. When you get to talking about these injections, people always like to scream polio, polio. Well, look at polio. Polio was eradicated. <laughs> okay, and listen, I understand. Indoctrination is a motherfucker. Programming propaganda is a motherfucker. Also keep in mind, your news outlets, your popular, especially your major news outlets, they too are a business <laughs> that has shareholders, investors, board of directors, CEO, CFOs, profits and losses, semi-annual, annual, five-year financial forecast. And these multiple news outlets are owned by the same few companies, okay? That's just, that's a fact. We know that. We literally know that. And furthermore, as a marketing graduate, okay, I can tell you that marketing and advertising is very deliberate, it's very scripted, it's very planned, there is nothing, rarely is there anything off the fly about it. It is usually very deliberate, very thought out because they have to keep in mind, quote unquote, the average consumer. Because in marketing and advertising school, you are literally taught, it is, it is drilled into your head. The average consumer is average. Basically, people are fucking stupid is what any of your marketing and advertising, if anybody is in marketing and advertising, maybe even communications, but definitely marketing and advertising, please turn to your neighbor and tell them how you had a teacher or several tell you the average consumer is average. This project is too complex. They won't get it. This is too much. You need to simplify it. People are fucking stupid. These are your college teachers. So how, and no, and the reason why I'm I'm saying this, and I need y'all to understand this because I'm trying to give y'all perspective. If these are college teachers that are in a marketing and advertising field, and they are telling you this at a college level, 
What do you think is happening on a global level, on a national level, with these global businesses like the medical industry? People in the USA also tend to think that somehow the medical industry, because we have, let's just say, I guess we're supposed to have one of the shittiest health cares. Okay, right? Somehow or another, I think USA citizens equate that with, oh, so healthcare everywhere else in the world is great. And everywhere else, like the, the, the bullshit stops here. No, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Other countries may have legs up in different arenas the same way we have legs up in different arenas. So, you know, they may have better healthcare, but let's just say, for example, maybe their food access is limited. We may have more access to fruits and vegetables just by way of vegetation, transportation, logistics, distribution, whatever, right? So I say that to say, this is a global business. So when you take something like these injections, going back to polio, what people don't understand about polio is that at the same time that the vaccine, damn, I said it. At the same time that the injection came out, <laughs> the polio injection came out, was also the same time the sewage and sanitation improved. And that is a historical fact. And to disregard that fact, would be to disregard all the construction workers, all the city planners, all the medical professionals too that helped people during that time, the, the medical professionals that got their licenses revoked because they were telling people, hey, you actually should use soap. Soap does not cause sickness. It actually kills germs because back in the time of polio, people actually thought that soap made you sicker. So understand that sanitation and plumbing improved at this time so naturally with the with the 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 improvements you will have less bacteria less fungus less breeding ground for viruses and sickness so naturally polio is going to start to eradicate itself because natural immunity is raising just by way of cleanliness okay also, that's another thing, y'all. Speaking of natural immunity, I think y'all are forgetting. Y'all all forgetting. Y'all do have an immune system. Y'all have an immune system. Let me say it one more time. Y'all have an immune system. A built-in immunization technology that's inside of your body that simply needs to be activated with fruits and vegetables and some celery juice and and more fruits and supplements and sun and proper sleep and deep breathing you know what i mean and and not consuming so much alcohol and not smoking cigarettes marijuana is debatable that's your choice some say smoke ain't supposed to be in the lungs i say there's smoke in the world and this plant ain't going to be no worse. <laughs> now that nicotine and all them chemicals, but even into, I honestly feel like in all seriousness and fairness, even marijuana is like, 
manipulated it has to be at this point because to me i'm like there's no way that y'all can naturally keep up with the production the world but hello the podcast anywho i say this to say with these injections if you look up the ingredients in these injections it is mercury and aluminum and some of them even have formaldehyde now they're not going to be labeled is formaldehyde, mercury, and aluminum. Uh, I'll probably do a part two to this. So I will get y'all the names of those uh, metals. But basically, they are metals. And even your vaccine creators have came out and said, yes, there are metals in these injections. And these injections... One, they contain these metals once they enter the body and enter the bloodstream they are free radicals meaning that they don't know where these metals are going to go or what they're going to do right so they've also admitted that these injections filled with metals are able to penetrate the blood brain barrier called which is why you see a lot of injection injury causing neuro, uh, neurological issues convulsing um on top of that metal also, metal basically hinders every system in the body. Trust me when I tell you, you would rather, you would have a better chance of eradicating a virus than you would mercury, aluminum, and formaldehyde. Okay? Um, if, I, if I gave you mercury, if I put mercury on your skin, or if I just had mercury on a spoon, you would damn near be trying to shoot me. Because you already know that this would do great damage and you can die from mercury poisoning. So how do y'all think that your body is going to respond? How do y'all think that your genetics, the mitochondria of your body and cells, how do you think your DNA will respond to metals, to mercury, aluminum, and formaldehyde in the body? How do you feel like your cognitive would suffer? And here's the thing too. Don't be fooled by the, oh, there's nothing yet, y'all. It's still kind of new. This is only several months. Give it a few years. In the next, first of all, by the time um, Christmas hit, especially New Year's, shit's going to hit the fan. It's going to get to the point where y'all going to, it's going to be more news stories. It's going to be uncontainable. Definitely in the next two to five years, you're going to start hearing more and more and more people with injection injuries and injection related problems because there's no way like i said that you can inject free radical formaldehyde mercury and aluminum into the bloodstream and think that you're going to be okay especially a formula that was just created because mind you all injections have metals all injections have affected us and have made us sick up until a point understand um and then not only that but you're mandating it to work oh Yes, we are definitely going to do um, a part two because I need to address R.I.P. Colin Powell. Anywho, y'all, thank you for joining me in my Moonday uh, podcast. That's going to be a thing and my random subconscious rants. But y'all just simmer on that for a little bit and I'll holla.